Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back to Trauma Drama. This is Kaylee, and that is still Nick. Um, again, I say this every time, but we have a super fucking exciting show planned for today. Um, I feel like <laughs> no, I haven't it is going to be a good show. I know. I feel like I haven't seen Nick or talked to Nick in forever, so I'm really excited to to get started. Uh, it's going to be good. On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we are going to discuss our sweet and sours, mm-hmm. and then going into our main topic for the day, it's going to be unconditional love, which was written in by a listener. And some of you may understand this as love and like. So if mm. you've heard that term, we're going to kind of be discussing it in regards to unconditional love. And then we're going to finish off with our deep cuts and hard truths. So Kaylee, do you want to start off with one of your sweets or your sours? Yes, absolutely. I can start with my sour because my sweet, I feel, is a little bit shorter, but my sour is a little longer. So. Okay. I've been on call this week and was on call last night and part of my sour, like I really enjoy being on call because I like doing the emergency and crisis response intervention. However, Mm -hmm. what I don't like is being woken up at 2 a.m. to really drunk and vomity students. So last night I got a call about a student that was asleep in the shower. Turns out she was fine, just took too much NyQuil and fell asleep in the shower. Um, We've all been there. We've all been there. And then there was another (laughs) student as I was walking back from that incident um, who was laid up in the like main lobby of the building that I supervise and I walked by and I was like hello he was vomiting he had two friends that was with him and we stayed there until like probably 3 34 a.m he did end up going to the hospital for alcohol poisoning and um, I got to call him today and be like hey how are you doing like (laughs) we still good are you okay yeah so that's gonna be a weird conversation but i mean he's doing better which is like best case scenario so that's good it's so funny when i was working as an emt walking through the er's all i'd hear hear was doctors saying like oh i i love my job i just get to take care of drunk people (laughs) uh, emergency medicine everybody (laughs) that's like 80% 80% of the job. See, especially with a hospital so close to a college. Like, I would imagine oh, that that yeah. is, like, number, one of their number one things that they manage. I'm sure people just wander over there yeah. and like, hey, yeah, can I get an IV? Seriously. I got to wake up really early. Ugh. That's a good sour, though. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my sour was my water heater. Ah. Was, uh, yeah, I come home yesterday, um, and I walk outside. My water heater is outside in, like, a, a little mini closet, uh-huh. I guess you could say. And I could hear something coming from it. So I look and it's leaking. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. So I was like, well, I better call my landlord. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no one to call. Okay. I own this now let me fig- Yeah. Now let me figure out who I actually need to call. So I can now say that I've got a guy. That's I, outrageous. I've got a guy. Is so, that part of your suite too, that you've got a guy? That might have to be because that feels really cool. <laughs> I just feel cool saying, like, oh, yeah, I got a guy. Um, Is it so your water came- heater guy? Is that what they're? T- I think he's now my plumber guy. The plumber guy, okay. Slash handyman guy. That's cool. That's really so. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool, especially because when I was working as an EMT, I saw a ton of stuff go wrong uh, when people tried to do things on their own. 
So I understand my skill set. So I tried. I was I tightened the water heater where it was leaking, and I was like, oh my god, I fixed it. <laughs> and then five seconds later, it started leaking. Again. I was like, well, that was the end of my skill set. Yeah, better call so, a plumber. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he came. I basically I knew I had to replace it eventually, and now I have to replace it. So it's it's good very. News is it's, go ahead. I'm it's sorry. It's not gonna flood my. It, no, good news is it's not gonna flood my uh, my condo right now, yeah. which was my concern. Yeah. I was like, I just need someone to come and check it because right. I don't know. So it's uh, very different because if my like shower drain is clogged, I call someone. Like. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, hey, my friend, can you come and undo this for yeah. me? And they're like, oh, for you, Kaylee, anything. And I'm like, thank you. I, like, yeah. I can't do anything. Um. I literally thought I had to call 911. I was like, I'm not sure who to call. <laughs> you could have called me on call. I would have been like, yeah, I'm there you go. on my way, Nick. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. My suite is that I got my hair did. Ooh. I went and saw my fave, um, Brittany, who is my best hairstylist I think I've ever had. Um, and she, for those that can't see me right now, took my hair red. So It looks great. Thank you, Nick. I feel great. I didn't know it was red, yeah. but it looks great. I thought it was brown. It's definitely more brown than I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be a little bit brighter red, but um, this is just like a, it was like a temporary, like, let's test it out, see what you like. I think it looks, I think it looks really good. Thank you want to go brighter red? Yeah. Like, okay. How, <laughs> okay. <laughs> how red do you want your hair to be? I, a little bit more, just a little bit more red so you can tell that it's red and not brown. Okay. I, you're, I, you're, you're just going to look, come across looking like a witch. Um, so, it's Halloween. What's so. bad about that? I want to be the Sagittarius witch all the time. That's my yeah, okay. alternate persona. That's fair enough. Thank That's you. fair enough. Like your Kool-Aid hair. Fair, fair enough. Um, also, that was me, um, and I'm going to ignore that. No, Moving on. No, no, no. It's fine. Okay, cool. My sweet <laughs> was uh, Dixie's, my dog. Uh, we created a new game. We took her to the beach yesterday, and she loves playing fetch. Uh, and I decided to play soccer with her. Stop. With her little ball. Yeah. So when she, when we're playing fetch or when she's she loves her ball, she doesn't want to give it back. Yeah. So she understands when she does give it back, we get to play fetch some more. Right. But I usually have to tell her to give it back. But when we switched over to this game, I was dribbling her little ball on uh. the sand, trying to like trying to break her ankles. Right. I'm trying to fast break, <laughs> and she her her goal was not to let me get past her, and she would grab the ball, That's and she did every so time. So cute. The cutest part was after she grabbed the ball, she went back to where we started every time and dropped the ball. And waited. Shut up. It was so cute. And then I swear to God, at, every time she won, um, I would tell her to sit and say high five, like good uh, job. And she would high five. I was like, oh my, it was so cute. <laughs> little chicken. Kayla was like, every woman on the beach right now is having an orgasm. Yeah. Watching yeah. you play with your dog. Watching you play soccer <laughs> with your little dog. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. But it was a lot of fun. Um, okay. Moving into our topic okay. of the day. So again, unconditional love mm. written in from our listener. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, but we're going to take it the love and like route because I think okay. that really relates to you. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll bring back in the unconditional part. Yeah. So I, <laughs> my first like response when we talked about possibly using this topic was like, I don't get it. Yeah. You don't, don't you don't understand what unconditional love is or you've never gotten unconditional love? I don't really, I don't know. I don't really get it. Yeah. I don't really understand uh, it. False. Um, I don't know. Yeah. False. <laughs> A, B or C, none of the yeah. above. Like none of the above. <laughs> I don't really get it. I think like I understand, I don't know. Love is such a subjective concept and like, you know, we've spent basically all of 
our lives and the human race has spent all of its history trying to understand and define love. And I think it just, I, it's one of those things that I understand and that I know I feel, but I have trouble defining it or calling it out. Um, my best example, I think, of love or like, before we jump into the other part of the topic, is like... Yeah, I, yeah, please. I, been, want, I want you to talk about that. I've been telling my RAs lately that, like, of course... I love my dog, Millie. Like, I love Millie so much. I feed her every day. She sleeps in the bed with me. Like, I love her. But I don't always like her. Like, I don't always enjoy her company. I don't always enjoy the things that she does. I don't always enjoy her behavior. Um, And so, like, there's moments where I'm like, fuck, I kind of hate you, but I always love you. And so that's been, unfortunately, that's been my, like, only real relation to this topic is like my fucking relationship with my dog because of (laughs) that's hilarious i know because of the trauma that i've survived because of things that have happened in my life and like always feeling like love with humans did have conditions um yeah i think there are some people that it, it kind of dives into like you know are you supposed to love your family unconditionally that's like you know is blood thicker than water like there's so many layers to this and i no it's good but i think that's a great place to like, no, no, blood's not thicker than water. Um, yeah. My chosen family, I'm super close with. Yeah, absolutely. Love them so much. And then the the way I, like, feel the unconditional love or the love such, like, is since I am married, mm. like, and probably married people will understand this. Marriage is loving someone so much, like, with all your heart, but at the same time wanting to kill that person. <laughs> <laughs> So the love like thing is like, oh, I love you so much, but fuck me, I hate you. Go back to work. Like, Sometimes I feel that way when we're recording, Nick. I love you oh, yeah, so much. So you have experienced unconditional I love. I might have. I well, we're we're gonna get into it because I think we, yeah, yeah, we want to yeah, yeah. kind of we want to go through some guided questions through this. Okay, topic. yeah. So so what what is it? Yeah. What is unconditional love? How does it pertain to love and like? Yes. Let's get more definitions going. So um. When I've, I did research on unconditional love, I think one of the first things that comes up is, is that it is subjective. There is a hundred different definitions for what unconditional love is, but the most common theme or like thread that I got through these definitions was that unconditional love means that loving, you love somebody without any conditions. You love somebody without any but or like maybe or like only if you do this. Um, Mm -hmm. so that is, so very simply put conditional love is the opposite mm -hmm. of all that. There are conditions. Um, you have to do this to be loved. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, and so I think I want to ask you, Nick, with those definitions in mind, like have, have you, have you experienced either? Like, do you, do you relate to either of those definitions? Um, when I knew, I was going to marry Kayla was when I felt unconditional love for the first time mm. in the majority of my life. So so no before that, mm. but thank God I finally finally did experience it. But it really was like I was I felt that she would love me at like my lowest point. Mm. Like that we were we were dating for almost 3 years and I never truly felt loved from her. Mm. She did love me. Right. But I didn't feel it mm. until all of a sudden it it clicked and she was like you you know you it, we had just gotten into a big fights. So she was like Go ahead, work through your stuff. Like I'm right here. Like don't mm. worry. Like in that, just like wow. a little sentence like that, it clicked, and I was like, that. That's what it is. Mm. Like I don't have to be perfect. Uh, I don't have to do everything right on time. Um, you know that there's room for error and stuff, and I, mm. I all that love will still be there. So safe. I felt safe and warm. Yeah. 
and all that stuff. Kind of like what a you know a child should feel like from their parents. But <laughs> and I, I think whatever. that's the important part that I want to bring up in this discussion is like how real it is that neither of us felt unconditional love from the people that were supposed to love us first. Um, yeah. How am I supposed to trust anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> when the people who were supposed to love me, like yeah. no matter what, even if I'm a murderer, yep. said, fuck you, Nick. Do you know, we've talked about Eric Erickson before, the psychosocial stages of development. And stage yeah. number one is zero to one years old of life. And the stage that you go through or like the skill that you develop is either trust or mistrust. Yeah. And if you don't have parents or caregivers that change your diaper, feed you, give you the attention and the warmth and the love that you need, of course you're going to develop mistrust. And whose fucking yeah. fault is that? Like not the one-year-olds. Like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And like so how how these things would develop if you're mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with what conditional love looks like. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good time for me to start bringing it in. Yeah. Um you never feel good enough. Mm. I'm so worrying about constantly doing more, being more, right. just not feeling like you are adequate. Um, they drain your energy. Mm. You dread seeing them. They express they express love and pride in public. I don't really understand that one. Do you? Yeah, I do. Um, okay, it's like it. it's like a little. It sounds to me like in a domestic relationship, it would be like manipulation of like I feel seen heard loved when we're out in public and other people can see and hear that there is love but in the home there is not gotcha um okay. or in private there is not which is like definitely um gaslighting and manipulation in that way well so uh-huh. the next one is they fall short in little moments and then the next one is you've caught them gaslighting you yep. or someone else and so now that i'm reading all these <laughs> um <laughs> i have a lot of things to say yeah i think i um, i definitely was giving giving my wife conditional love mm-hmm. well, until yeah. until it started to click. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, okay. I feel unconditional love. Now let me, I think I can reciprocate it mm-hmm. now. So I know we're going to we're gonna eventually talk about giving it. Mm-hmm. So we won't do that yet. Yeah. But yeah, these are, Absolutely. These are some tough things to read though. Well, and I think, I think in most of my romantic relationships, I definitely have experienced conditional love. And I think um, I'm, I want to give a, a big like, warm shout out to Kayla, you know, your wife, my best friend, because I also think yes, my wife, her and Alana, uh, my other best friend, and then my sister are some of the only humans that have really given me unconditional love. Like Kayla has watched me go through 10 years of crazy shit. And yeah. at the end of the day, she always still loves me. And that's like one of the most beautiful things about Kayla is like when you're in her corner or when you're in her life, yeah. she will always love you like she will never not love you and that's really really special um and so I think I I definitely have felt that and received that um I think Millie my dog loves me unconditionally I don't know though (laughs) I don't know I I don't know I Uh, I really like though the they drain your energy Mm. because I think that's that's the most relatable for me absolutely because sometimes dude Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to get through to like my mom my dad like I said my my mom fucked me up. Mm-hmm. My dad did fucked up things. There's a difference. Yeah. So my mom, I still have to remind her. And, you know, the thing is, is that they both were also conditionally loved. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have a good example of it. And it's, you know, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Right. So it's just all about like setting boundaries once you get to that point, once you've noticed it. Well, and so and no, keep going. Because I would no, I, I just was going to say, like, that makes me want to jump into like how we give love if, you know, if it's okay. something that you're ready to do, because like. 
I I believe so heavily in conditions. Like I and I Yeah, I want to I also want to throw in like filling up your cup of love, mm. like how how you feel love, love languages, yeah. how they go into this because yeah. I think they do need to be separated a little bit. I agree. And I Because just cuz someone isn't giving you the love language you want and you're not feeling loved, it doesn't mean you're being loved conditionally. Yes. It just means there needs to be a little bit more communication. Well said. Yes, absolutely. I think like um, conditions to me, though, in a relationship where love is exchanged does mean boundaries, does mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, not letting codependency kind of creep its way in. And so yeah. I think like establishing it's it's so hard because I don't want to say that, you know, you should love conditionally, but I want to say that you should be I shouldn't say you. Let me log that. I have to look in. I want to I, I want to hop in. I, I want to hop in. Yeah, I think go, I go, 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 go. You, I think our, the main point of this topic is your happiness is yes. your responsibility and yes. no one else's. If you are loving yourself first mm. and you can love someone unconditionally, but if they start crossing boundaries that are imposing on you, yeah. then your first goal in life is to love yourself, right? So it would naturally be like, oh, this is wrong. Sorry, you're unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Right? So there is, is that what you're kind of going with yes, that? Yes, absolutely. And I, I wanted to say it's so hard to attach it to love, you know? I think we, mm-hmm. we spend so much time, and you've helped me, Nick, work through, like, taking love off the table. And so yeah. I wonder how that plays into this conversation as well because – Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what unconditional love is. Like, that fight I had with my yeah. mom. Like, mom, this isn't about love. Yeah. You you crossed the line. Absolutely. I'm setting a boundary. There's no love. We're not talking about love. Yeah. I'm always going to love you. Yeah. That's – and she can't get that through her mind Absolutely. because and it, it's unfortunate and it's sad because she's missing out yeah. on such an awesome part of life. And I, I really do think that the people that we love the most, we do set conditions with to be able to continue loving them. And I yeah. think that that's really powerful to hear you say. And that's what I've experienced with my parents and people that have given me, you know, conditional love in the past as well is like, yes, I do love you, but I cannot continue a relationship with you until you're sober. Yes, I still love you. Yeah. But I don't want to continue this romantic relationship. You know, like there's there there is allowed, in my opinion, to be a but so that you can continue to love them in a way that's healthier or that works for you or that meets your yeah. boundaries. And I think that that's a really special way to frame that of like, yeah, I like I, that. Yeah, if I did take love off the table, my choices would be a lot easier. Like, of course, I'm setting that boundary. Of course, I'm ending this relationship. Yeah. Of course. I didn't think we needed a solutions <laughs> segment within this topic. But, but I might. think that's just a that's just a nice little one. Yeah. Like, if you are at a crossroads where there is a problem, mm. take love off the table yeah. and see where it goes. Wow. Just see what happens when someone isn't worried about not being loved. Because yeah. that's, besides someone worrying about not being racist, that's like... <laughs> You know, a number one thing that someone doesn't want to admit to themselves. Right. Absolutely. So. Uh, can you, I want to transition. Can you, yeah. can you give it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, probably not to a son, <laughs> but I think I can give it to everybody else. <laughs> what? So still Why, working on that. Nick? <laughs> okay. So yeah, no worries. A little technical difficulties, everybody, but we are going to start again. So I was talking about, oh, I like how I came out as a human being and an adult. I like the way mm-hmm. I look at the world, but it's very dark. Everybody's out to get me, all those trauma yeah. things, right? Yeah. But I feel like it set me up for success. So I would want to raise a son a very similar way. Mm-hmm. But if I raised him a similar way, I'd be giving him all the same trauma that uh. I had, which there's, 
I feel like I am one of the exceptions to a childhood that I had. Like it, it wouldn't have been unreasonable for me not to be a successful adult. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't set up for success. No one would have blamed me if I didn't turn out like a, a decent. You human. and I both, Nick. <laughs> no, yeah, I think we definitely yeah. are the exceptions. Yeah. So, do we want to risk it, roll mm. the dice, and raise kids the exact same way? And be like, we turned out okay. Well, and it's so interesting that like when we talk about unconditional or conditional love, like you and I both have such a fixation on parenthood. Like, not only our parents and what they did to us, but, like, how we might be parents one day. And I think that is, like, one of my biggest fucking fears. Um, But what you had said just now reminds me of that TikTok that I sent you, which was, like, you know, oh, you're so much stronger. Oh, you've survived. Oh, yeah. No, you have to save it because that's for the next second. Okay, okay, okay. But it just reminded me of that. And I was, like, yeah, yeah, no, it did remind me about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think, like, all of those things that you just said, like, my – my hopes and dreams for like how I want to give love. Um, it scares me. Like, I don't know if I want to have children. I don't know if I want to continue to like even subject a human to some of the traumas that I've experienced. Um, no, I agree. And it's like, it is really, really hard to think, to think about that. And I think, um, my therapist has always encouraged like, you know, me processing through if I want to take on motherhood and, um, I'm like, actually, I'm already a mom to my dog, so don't talk to me. Right? I mean, like, what I have got two little, you know, a puppy yeah. and a kitten. Like, I don't need a, right. you know, a actual human being. No, too scary. Me, too scary. I don't want to mess up. It kind of makes me think about giving unconditional love to, like, friends. Mm. And I feel like a lot of it is I, I sometimes get shit on yeah, a little bit. Like, fuck. I feel like I'm not getting loved the way I want Absolutely. to be loved. But they're my friends and they're dudes. Mm. And it's like, how do you... How do you go across telling another dude, yeah. hey, bro, you're not filling up my cup the way I need it? Like, and, like, and I know you just did some research. Um, so do you want to bring that in? Yes, I did do some research. And I, I was going to say, especially with friends, before I talk about the research, I want to add a little bit about my friends as well and, and the difference between like maybe you and, like you said, your guy friends and me and my, yeah. my wonderful friends um, who are girls. Um, but like... Kayla and Alana and I, we like, we drop everything for each other. Like Alana Mm -hmm. was moving from the Bay to LA and like I got on a plane to help her do that. I went through my breakup and she got on a plane to help me go through that. And like, I can call Kayla if I ever like was in jail needed money <laughs> i had killed somebody like i would call kayla you know she would be like <laughs> yeah. fuck i'm on my way like what the I'm hell Kaylee? and she'd be pissed yeah. as hell at me but she'd show up <laughs> that's not so i think my she'd friends would up. um would leave me in jail <laughs> like in mexico right i get arrested in mexico they're like yeah see you motherfucker <sighs> but if i was like hey guys i'm gonna get my ass kicked mm-hmm. in an hour can you come help me out they would. Like, we'll be there oh i've seen we'll them do it. it i've seen them yeah so that's, I guess, our way of showing unconditional yes, love. Yes, like, absolutely. And we, we, we had a friend who didn't do that, and mm. he's no longer in our friend group. Absolutely. So I think that is a very um, masculine way of showing unconditional love. Absolutely. No, and I think um, in my in my research, a lot of the things like that I found about unconditional love, um, it also talked about like setting boundaries. It also talked about um, like, however, you know, even though that unconditional love means loving somebody without conditions um it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have boundaries or limits in a relationship uh because loving somebody without any boundaries can be unhealthy can lead to codependent relationships um and i think the this this part about like 
how is unconditional love different from other parts of love was really impactful to me to read. Um, so this article says that like when your love for someone isn't unconditional, it means that there are some conditions that the other person has to meet in order for you to love them or that you expect something in return. And I think that that is a really valuable piece of conditional love because so much of my childhood and so much of what I've seen in conditional love is transactional. Right. It's yeah. like, okay, sure, I'll front you. My mom used to do this to me all the time. Sure, I'll front you $200 to get a new windshield like you need, but you have to come to lunch with me. Mm, or, gotcha. sure, like I used to, oh my God, there's so many situations. Like with a lot of my grandparents, it would be like, well, yeah, you can stay with us, but you can't eat junk food. We're not giving you any money. You have to do this. You have to do Mm. that. You have to do this. And so, so much of my life, I've been trained that it's a give and take. And that if somebody gives to me, I have to give back or they won't love me or they won't, you know, they won't want to continue loving me because that's what I've seen. Because when I set boundaries with my parents, when I set boundaries with my mom or my grandparents, they're no longer in my life. And so it's it's devastating that that gets reaffirmed. And so it's quite an interesting balance of like setting boundaries, having limits, but then how do you still rationalize or feel love when you've set a boundary or set a limit and somebody decides not con- not to continue that relationship with yeah, you? Yeah, and I think at that point, you then make a choice and it could go to the love or like, yeah. like, yeah, I love Ooh, my family. Yeah, Nick, and go, well yeah. done. Thank you. So if you're listening, you know who you are, mm. you wrote into us, um, the love versus like situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can love your family but you don't have to like them Mm. and there is a difference and there's like multi-layered for unconditional love like right like i unconditionally love my wife differently than i unconditionally love my abusive parents absolutely absolutely or for friends like you were saying there is a little bit of a condition yep and i think that's fine because there's different categories of your relationships and i think i've called it uh emotional housekeeping Mm. or emotional decluttering yes i think that kind of works too like okay here you're right here in my head. Like, I love you as a friend yeah. unconditionally. But in order for me to, you know, stay in this relationship, I expect that you reciprocate that because yeah. we're friends. Like, this is what our friendship is. Yeah. If you can't match that, then That's so like, interesting. I'm just going to have to separate yeah. from you, you know? No, that is that is so, so interesting. And I think you make such a good point. And I, I want to add, too, that, like, choosing between setting conditions or, like, trying to practice unconditional love or feeling unconditional love like doesn't have to be permanent. I think that's something that mm-hmm. I've learned through yeah. my experiences is like I can change my mind. I can set boundaries and yep. then those boundaries can change. I can love somebody and then choose not to. I can ebb and flow through my relationship of love with someone um, and that's allowed. And like I, I think yeah. for other folks like that love me, that's allowed too. You know, you have friends yeah. that you really peak with and then you're like, whoa, we haven't talked in months, but like, holy shit, I still Absolutely. love you. How's it going? Like yeah. I think that's allowed. I think if you're kind of half listening right now while you're driving to work or something, like this is different than love languages, Mm. love languages. This is different than getting your cup filled. Yes. um, Being, you know, making yourself happy Mm. or someone else, like your significant other, like, hey, this is how I need to be loved. Can you love me like this? That's different than unconditional love. And I think we'll probably also have a topic of that later in the future. Absolutely. But if you you have any questions, please DM us at our Instagram. And yeah, are you ready to move on to our next segment? Let's do it. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. So it's deep cuts and hard truths. So this one you did send me um, and you kind of brought it up. Me? Yeah, it's about (laughs) childhood trauma. And someone (laughs) said like, but look, it made you stronger. And it's like, "Uh, no, fuck that. I was a kid. Children deserve to feel safe. Fuck. Yeah. 
Which so is why you said don't talk about it earlier, Kaylee. Don't talk about it, yeah, because <laughs> we're bringing it up in our deep cuts and hard truths. You're segment. so good, Nick. Sorry that I am that way. No, you were on it. Uh, it, it, it did pertain yeah. to today's topic, which was which was cool because it doesn't always have to. It's right, exactly. No, and I think like uh, it's so fucking real. Like I hate it when people say shit I, like that. I just I just said it and I didn't even realize it. I was like, I want to raise my kid how I was Fuck. raised because I turned out good. Yeah. But because I it made me stronger. Yeah. It did. But. I also want my kid to feel safe mm-hmm. and loved, but I don't want him to grow up to be mm-hmm. a part of me, but like a pussy. Like I've seen so many people with so much potential and so much privilege just shit it away. Yeah. And it's like, is there a correlation with your struggles and your success versus privilege and your success? Yeah. It makes me think of our nature versus nurture, nurture episode. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. I, it's so, so interesting to think about stuff like that. But I think I stand by that so fucking strongly that like, Yes, it made me stronger. Yes, I am so fucking lucky to be where I am today. Like you said earlier, we could have turned out mm-hmm. so different and nobody would have blamed and no us. And no one would have blamed us. But, like, that doesn't mean that I would go back and do it all again, right? Like, that doesn't mean that I would go through my childhood again and be like, yep, glad it made me who I am. Yeah, like, I wish I didn't fuck. have nightmares three times yeah. a week. I wish I didn't still hear my parents talking shit to me. I wish, like, I, I, wish didn't, I didn't have all that. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to go to therapy every week for the rest of my life. To be able yeah. to manage and emotionally declutter and to like, you know, do all of these things. Um, and I think it's so, it's so interesting because it also like, it, it keeps us guarded and it keeps us, I mean, yeah, no, our childhood I, gave I, us this podcast. Like, you know, it gave it did, us this yeah. conversation, but like, you I'm, know. I'm so glad we have this too, because I was mm-hmm. kind of feeling a little bit alone mm-hmm. with our emotional journey yeah. going through because not a lot of people, um, had to do it which yeah. is awesome like i'm jealous of you or envious of you like but now yeah. that we've made it finally we've got a nice little platform to yeah. speak about because sometimes i just like felt like i'd sit in situations and be like oh my god this is crazy and yeah. just like slowly disappear in the bushes yes <laughs> like, yes and so. i i think i want to say one more thing and then i but i don't want to say too much about it because i know it's going to be a topic for another time but like Parents, if you are listening, um, if you are someone who has survived childhood traumas and you are listening, like, parents need to take fucking responsibility for what they have done. Like, I I want to just, that is my deep cut and hard truth. That's what I want to emphasize is, like, I just need somebody to take some fucking responsibility for this. Um, So I I don't want to dive into it because we're going to talk about it and it's going to be really rich and really wonderful. Um, But I think, like, ugh. God. No, I, I agree. And if you are a parent and you're listening to this, give your child unconditional yeah. love. If you don't know how to do it, yeah. text us a question or DM us a question or Google it. Yes. There's a ton of research and there's a ton of different avenues. And if you're... But don't fuck up your kids. Seriously. And if don't. you're... If, but I mean, we're, I feel like you're gonna. We're gonna. It's just impossible. It's human. Like, right. Just, humans aren't perfect. Yeah. They're, you know, like we're going to. But I, I mean, truly. But your child doesn't have to unconditionally love you, right? They, Your children don't owe you anything. Correct. So if you caught me parent, off guard for a second. I was like, no, no, because I was like, I, I almost got, conf- I almost confused myself. <laughs> but a parent, a parent <laughs> does, shouldn't expect their children to unconditionally love them back. You shouldn't have been husbandized. I, there we go. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, Mind blown. <laughs> you talk so much about how your mom husbandized you growing yes. up. Yes, which yes. sounds like a transaction of love. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, it sounds like... Parents don't expect a transaction of love. Give the love. Your kids are going to shit on you. They might put hands on you. Millie puts hands on <laughs> you me You might not day. get it. Yeah. Leah, Doug is... Are my kittens try to slit my throat. In the <laughs> <of> night. <laughs> fucking Doug. <laughs> Just wake up. He's on my chest with his claws out. I'm like... Oh! While your fucking mouth is taped and your yeah, nose yeah. starts on. <laughs> Trying to uh, scream for help. Uh, I think it's a great place to leave it. I think it is too. I want to I wanna say one more thing. If you listen to this yeah. and you're feeling warm and fuzzies, like send some love. Send some unconditional love out to the people that you care about. Tell them that you care about them. Um, and if you love us, tell us. We need it. I need yeah. words of affirmation every day. Please. <laughs> but Nick, I do love you and I'm so grateful for this episode and for this journey with you. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Love you too. Hmm. Follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. And DM us for topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, or love and hate. We upload episodes every Monday and Friday. Tune in for more. Thank you.